you also had a transition and great job on the transition. Well done. And your show promo, this is my favorite part. And you've inspired me to do a newsletter on this type of thing. So everybody, what Josias did, see, I just said everybody. Um, I shouldn't do that. So what Josias has in his podcast is uh, an audio clip of somebody saying, hey, this is John John Jojo of the John Jojo podcast, and I'm listening to the Comic Syndicate. Oh, my God, so powerful. But he doesn't have just one. He has several of them. People saying, hey, I'm so-and-so, and you're listening to the Comic Syndicate. Hey, I'm so-and-so, and my favorite podcast is the Comic Syndicate. That is excellent. Really great. Very well done. Uh, and it's something that everybody should be doing, whether you're doing interviews or not. Just get people to record that. So great. And then you can exchange recordings. Hey, I'm so-and-so of so-and-so, and I love listening to the Comic Syndicate. So I don't know, Josias, you probably don't want to use mine, but uh, uh, I'll say this. Hey, everybody, this is Mike of the IOB Podcast, and you are listening to the Comic Syndicate. Welcome to the Comic Syndicate, episode 305. I'm your host, Josiah Set for the villain on Twitter at comic underscore syndicate on Instagram. Hey, guys, I missed you. I hope you guys missed me. Uh, long time no chat, long time no talk, long time no record, uh, all work, no play, unfortunately. All right, guys, uh, I have a lot to talk about, including that audio clip that was really rad. Uh, I have a lot of work to do with cutting and splicing still, so I'm definitely, I'm, I have it cut, and I'm like, okay, let's let's roll this one a little bit. So this is going to be my cold open, which is kind of weird for me to do those every so often, but um, it's definitely going to get tossed in uh, the drops during uh, the segments. So thank you so much, Mike. I appreciate that from the IOB podcast. I will talk about him momentarily, but Oh my goodness, I missed you guys. I hope you guys missed me again. Uh, happy holidays. We're around the season for lots of holidays. Let's hit it like we normally do, and I'll shoot the shit with you guys and let you guys know what's going on in my life. All right, what well, we spoke about 100 episodes ago. We entitled hashtag, episode 205, hashtag Attic Dare. At Mem the Bean ran out for the villain are finally back for some quick catch-up shout-outs. What we spoke about 100 episodes ago. Hashtag be cool, bitch. I know it sounds way worse, but uh, let's go back into the catalog and listen to that. It was a fun and funny one. Hashtag end of the year, best of list chat, NFL football talk, week five, week six picks. Then finally hit some. I miss this topic so much, and I definitely miss this, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to deep dive a few of these topics real quick. Hashtag spooky story talk. At For the Villain rocks a list of people's Reddit experiences. Now, if you guys are new to the show, uh, every October, the month of October, every, every week I record, I like to go paranormal. I like to go a little scary, spooky, freaky. Um, and deep dive into uh, personal encounters that I've experienced and find uh, scary stories to talk about. Those are always good ones. And when I can freak you guys out, the listeners, uh, and get your guys' feedback, I love the fuck out of that. So um, unfortunately, who I'm going to lead into why I haven't been around for a while. 
I literally just moved, but I'll, I'll go into that. The month of October, I completely missed. The weekend of my birthday, the 17th, I wanted to record. That's all I wanted for my birthday. And me, with the lack of time, unfortunately, that I've had lately, uh, it, it just didn't happen. And I haven't recorded in a while. And I'll go into uh, some sob stories for you guys that aren't really sob stories. But again, go back to episode 205 and listen to hashtag Attic Dare. We hit comic talk, comic news, Marvel, Inhumans, X-Men, Dark Phoenix, Star Wars, The Last Jedi, DC, Nightwing Movie, Image Comics, Deadly Class Show on Sci-Fi, new titles from Jeff Lemire, Gideon Falls, Brian Michael Bendis, and uh, Iron teases the best Iron Man story of all time. We hit Flash War. That's just the news we hit uh, back then. Comic reviews, we hit Dark Arc number one. We hit Nightwing. Gotham Resistance, number 29. Batman, the Red Death, number one. Batman, the Murder Machine, number one. Batman, the War of Jokes and Riddles, number 32, which actually the last, all these titles I remember now, just uh, even their titles, I know what we spoke about and I know what they're about. It's uh, the Dark Knight stuff between Scott Snyder and Capullo creating Batman and in different universes and how they could go bad. And then uh, the Batman War of Jokes and Riddles is a Tom King title. Uh, love his writing. I loved when he wrote Batman. And uh, we, we learned something about uh, Kite Man. And he's a uh, fucked up weird sea character. But holy shit, so good. And nicely written by Tom King. All right, guys. Uh, that's what we hit 100 episodes ago. I have a lot to fill you guys in on, so bear with me. I'm going to cut this episode as short as I can. I know you guys, if you guys are listening, you guys know the story. And if you guys are new to the show, uh, I like to let you guys in on my personal life, my background, what I'm doing, uh, my office job, my office job working from home. And, and I want you guys to feel like you guys know me. And I, I'm pretty sure a lot of you guys, uh, Andrew, Eric, I love you guys, Lupe, Lynn, you guys are a great support system. Uh, as listeners that became friends, and, and there's so many more of you guys out there, Daniel, uh, Albert. So yes, um, just to let you guys know, I was asked to be a part of a podcast a few weeks ago, uh, the beginning of October, actually, and it was the Matt's Not Here podcast. I had a blast with these guys, um, and it was it was great. Lewis and Brett were the two hosts I spoke with. Uh, Matt not being there is the underlying theme of the show, but they break down. I don't want to say analytically, but they have conversations about different uh, different topics for the most part. It's almost like a deep dives amongst friends, and they're really cool, down to earth, easy going guys. And I was on the phone with them for about three hours, <laughs> and it didn't feel that long. It, it felt so comfortable with these guys, out of the gate, just completely cool, chill. And they asked me, like, "Okay, do you want to um, do you want to make any notes or anything?" I'm like, "No, dude, it's your guys' show. You guys lead it. I'll follow." Um, and it was just great uh, to, to, to chat with these guys. And I'm the comic, quote unquote, guy. And so, so to talk pop culture with these guys on a weird level, we, all right, this is the only behind the scenes I'm going to give you, but as they're working on the, their sound checks and sound cues, it gave us all a chance to break the ice. 
Um, so we're having a, a good, solid conversations, and we keep telling each other like, "Ah, oh, shit, we need to save that for the show." That's how comfortable and, and easy flowing the conversation was, and that's what I love about working with people, working with other podcasts, uh, different hosts. I don't like necessarily being a guest on a show. It's easy for me to talk, but I just uh, – I don't feel like I'm, I'd ever want to hijack someone's show like that's not me. So when it's organic, it is the best work that's, that there is. So again, when I say like we should, re- we, should re- we should save this for the recording – all the gold happens. All the gold happens uh, when you're not recording. Sometimes, so again, just getting to know these guys. That first hour, I already knew we were good to go. It was dope to cut it up with them, and and I think they want me back on the show again too. Although they're taking a, a small hiatus, although they do work their podcasts in seasons. I believe they're season three or four now. But um, I told them, yes, I appreciate it. Let's go out and just have a conversation on your guys' show and see where it takes us. So it was it was great. We went down so many rabbit holes and different conversations. If you guys want to hear what we spoke about, I listened to it. Uh, I, I was on the phone, so my audio doesn't sound the best, but these guys – Edited it enough, edited it enough uh, to to make me sound somewhat decent. And I know I normally am the guy that doesn't sound decent at all. Anyways, these guys, I just want to give them a huge shout out to because they were fun and funny. And even Lewis, one of the hosts, invited me out this past weekend uh, to hang out in Costa Mesa. I live in Lake Forest and I wasn't able to meet them up. Um, and I, I just haven't had time, so... This is the downtime I finally have, and I choose and chose to share it with you guys and focus on this because I haven't done this in in a, in a little bit of a while. All right. So anyways, um, I'm going to have probably Brett uh, on a Deep Dives and Rabbit Holes podcast or even um, an Audio Chronicles because Brett is a magician. And if you guys know me, I'm a sucker for magicians and just to talk to someone like Okay, give me your background. Why you and how did you get into becoming a magician? I'm a nerd for stories like that, and it's just cool to have those conversations. So, again, much love to those guys. Please find, like, and subscribe to them wherever you guys can find podcasts. Um, they are the Matt's Not Here podcast. All right, so next bullet point is going to be because of these cats. Ooh, let me tell you a quick story. Uh, in a nutshell, I think I was sadly finally about to call the show a wrap. And I know I've said that before, but let me tell you why. And it's, it's a weird and it's a terrible fucking reason. Um, it's honestly time. And what's lesser between evils? So I was working my office job from home. Oh my god, from 9 a.m. till about 11 p.m. every day since uh, this C-19 bullshit happened. Um, sometimes it was, you know, 10, 9 to 10, 9 to 10, 30, 9, 9 a.m. To, to 11 p.m. Uh, was a grind every fucking night with mandatory weekends. Um, I was taking a full hour lunch and I would have to take out and clock out actually for a second lunch. So now um, 
my schedule is not more normal. Now I'm working eight to eight <laughs> every day and I'm taking a half an hour lunch and not a second lunch. So now listen, guys, please. And, and I don't think anyone understands or crafts this, this part of work and the work I do. Um, it's, it was nine to 11 every fucking day with mandatory Saturdays working, uh, with two lunches. So one solid hour lunch and then take a half hour lunch, second lunch. Uh, I had to let them know like, well, with the death in the family and I have to help sell this place and pack this house and find a new house and, uh, move and, and pack everything. Uh, I'm not fucking Superman, and I fucking hate that motherfucker because he doesn't exist, but um, I was juggling so fucking much, and honestly, I'm still juggling so much on a day-to-day basis, and again, I don't mean this to sound like a sob story, I just want to let you guys know, and, and any new listeners, this is where I'm coming from, if you guys have the same story, or if you guys have otherwise... Hit me up. I'm at for the villain on Twitter at comic underscore syndicate on Instagram. Shoot the shit with me. Shoot me a message. Let me know. I feel where you're coming from, or I don't know what that world is like. Because um, I know a lot of people aren't aren't working as much as I do. Um, anyways, so that's why I was going to hang it up. Is the lack of time. So now I work 8 to 8 every day. I take a 30-minute lunch, and uh, if anything, my lunch break, 30 minutes, is prepping dinner um, for that night. So it's it's a weird, odd world I live in, and not a lot of people get it. And no one needs to get it, and no one needs to fucking feel sorry for me or feel bad for me. Like, I moved recently from Brea to Lake Forest, if anyone's familiar with Southern California or Orange County. And, um, it's, it's pretty much, I don't have the time for this. I love doing this. This is a beautiful outlet. I'm able to talk and the way I am on the show is the way I am in person. And I'm always straight. I'm always honest. I'm always fair. And, um, yeah, I I guess I'm just not fair to myself because I'm always constantly on the go, grind, 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 where, I leave very little time for Josias to relax or read or write or record. And um, just the lack of time is consuming me, which made me think like, okay, maybe it's time to just fucking put the keys on the table and just walk away from this. These guys, the Matt's Not Here podcast crew, holy shit, they made me feel like, you know what? I miss this. I miss cutting it up. I miss shooting the shit. I miss having a conversation. I miss talking pop culture. I miss interviewing people, talking to people. I miss reading. I miss writing. Like, it's a great therapeutic outlet for me in a positive way. So, these guys kind of lit a fire up my ass where it's like, all right, let's get back to it, Josiah. Now, now you need to set a little bit more time for yourself to relax to take a breather to enjoy a book a novel a comic book a graphic novel whatever the fuck you want to do josias you fucking more than deserve it uh, the writing is a little harder to come along by because uh i'm literally literally stuck in front of a computer 
uh, all day eight to eight, and it's a dual monitor screen. And check out my my social media feeds. If you guys know me, listeners, you guys have seen my office setup. So again, let me talk about the podcast right now. Is uh, I've been here in Lake Forest now for two two months now, and I've been working with different rooms trying to f- find the best acoustics. And I know this is going to sound like a rough audio recording, and and it is because this is my office space, and it's an open area in a corner of the room. So I know the sound quality on this one is not going to be the best, but I need to figure out, again, like sound checks here, sound checks there, where is the best place to set up, mic up, and, and get going. All right, guys, so that's my cheesy, corny life. Welcome to my world. This is the Comic Syndicate, by the way. So welcome to the Comic Syndicate. Uh, Next one is going to be very cool. The intro now that you guys just heard is really cool. Uh, My shows were critiqued by the IOB podcast, which is Make Your Podcast Better. That's the name of the podcast they're they're found. You guys can find them. I'm sorry. Um, On Apple Podcasts. uh, uh, I can't find them on Stitcher. But um, I have I am subscribed to them. Uh, find them; they're cool. Mike is a dope guy. He's got a great sensual voice, as you guys have heard. Thank you for the shout out uh, and and drop Mike. I, I appreciate it. And the critique. Listen to not just the latest podcast guys where he critiques the comic syndicate and I think a deep dives and rabbit holes. But um, he also talks about the ins and outs of recording and audio engineering and editing and and those small factors that a lot of people don't realize go behind podcasting like i'm a team of one now i've been a team of one for the longest fucking time and it's hard to read write uh record edit uh, everything i'm i have so many wheels going at one time juggling so many plates it's a fucking grind but he had um, on that podcast where he critiqued. Uh, he had uh, someone from, uh, oh my gosh, I forgot it, Focus Right, and they build for the most part audio equipment, and it was a great conversation to to listen to. And then at the end of the show, Mike critiqued the comic syndicate, and I, again, I believe it was deep dives and rabbit holes. I never mind critique. Like, I'm never one to look bad on it, and I know, Mike, trust me, I understand uh, the intro. It was made for us a long time ago, and um, yeah, a lot has happened since then. But again, it's something I got to work on as far as why that makes sense. Listeners, audience, friends of the show, all you guys. Go find the IOB podcast, Make Your Podcast Better, episode 19, and tell me if you disagree with him. I completely agree with him, minus the compliments. I'm just not good at taking compliments, but uh, that's that's a me thing. So, Mike, um, you're awesome, dude. I am subscribed to you, so thank you so much. I, I always look at everything into – I take everything into account, man. I honestly really do. I don't look at bad critique as terrible critique, and I, it's not life-altering. It's like, okay, let's attack this differently, and let's see how I can make things better. So again, thank you, Mike, and the IOB podcast. All right, next uh, bullet point is going to be deep dives and rabbit holes. Uh, I'm seeing I'm working on and completing one right now. Actually, I am. Uh, And to give context to one, I recorded one and found the audio recording of a deep dives and rabbit holes about a month ago. 
And I'm like, I don't have to record this. I already have the information here. And it was with an old uh, host I used to have. And I had to look at myself in the mirror and like, okay, do I want to call dude up and like ask him if it's okay if I play this? Even though we recorded it, fuck me, two years ago. Easily two years ago. And uh, my, my plan was like, you know what, fuck it. There's no point. Let's just delete this out of the archive completely. And I found even the notes on it. So I'm not completely lost on that. I need to record it. The Comic Syndicate episodes are more time consistent, I guess. And if you guys ever listen to a Deep Dives and Rabbit Holes or an Audio Chronicles podcast, those ones are not uh, time significant at all. You can listen to those ones in any order at all because those ones aren't time sensitive. It's just an interview with someone random for the Audio Chronicles and a Deep Dives and Rabbit Holes is a thorough breakdown and look at any particular topic so um i have one recorded already when you guys listen to it i know exactly when i recorded it because it's been a long time since i've recorded the deep dives and rabbit holes and it was recorded on the 4th of july yeah so those ones aren't time sensitive so when you guys listen to it you guys are going to hear the timestamp. like fucking josias recorded this that long ago and he's barely putting this out now it's going to make sense when you guys listen. Like, it always makes sense uh, when you guys listen. All right, so um, that's it. That's all I have for catch-up. Uh, I moved recently. There were a lot of things going on in my life. I had to move. Uh, and, uh, yeah, it's working more for what I have now and always appreciating what I have and living simple. And even though it's beautiful out here, gorgeous and... Uh, a little bit pricey, but it, it's well worth it. So that's what's going on in my life. I want to make time for you guys, listeners. Don't think just because I'm not always commenting on what you guys say or shoot me doesn't mean I'm, mean I'm not around. It's normally just because I'm working. And I know as terrible as it sounds, I'm too busy working for you guys. I'm always still here for you guys. So please continue to follow uh me everywhere and shoot the shit all right guys i'm a wreck today it's been a long time recording give me a few i'll be right back with some comic talk hey this is scott snyder i'm writing all-star batman uh this year and you're listening to the comic syndicate i'm mitch garrett the artist and sheriff of babylon i'm tom king the writer of sheriff of babylon and you're listening to the comic, comic syndicate. syndicate this is kevin conroy the voice of batman and you're listening to the Comics Syndicate. Hi, my name is Brian Bucciolato, and I listen to Comics Syndicate. Hi, this is Welcome back to Comic Talk. Oh my goodness, it's been a while since I've done this, guys. Um, sorry about the cutting and editing there, but let's hit it. Some Comic Talk. Uh, it's going to be pop culture. First one is going to be, I am a huge wrestling fan. Vince McMahon, steroid, trial, scripted series in the works from WWE by Bloomhouse Television. If you guys are a fan of the Bloomhouse production, like I am Jason Bloom's Bloomhouse uh 
Company is very gnarly and I want to say dark. It's good. Um, I'm a sucker for stuff like that and history of shit that I like and just pop culture. And wrestling is something I grew up with. So, uh, yeah, it's cool. I'm interested in that. How do you guys feel about it? Next one is going to be Transformers producer says a G.I. Joe crossover is inevitable. Transformers and G.I. Joe movie producer Lorenzo D. Bonaventura says that a crossover between the two film franchises will happen eventually. All right. As a pop culture fan, I grew up with both of these uh, uh, properties. Transformers I loved uh, and G.I. Joe I loved. Uh, and every world they combat in comics and, you know, is great. I just don't know how I feel about the movie adaptations of what Transformers has done compared to the G.I. Joe movies. And again, being a pop culture fan, never seen, have never seen any of the uh, G.I. Joe movies at all. I uh, just, Michael Bay kind of destroyed my, um, my childhood in a weird way. Anyways, how do you guys feel about that one? Next one is going to be Sweet 2. It's renewed for Season 2 at Netflix. The announcement of Sweet 2's Season 2 renewal comes via marketing materials mailed to members of the press by Netflix. Uh, Sweet 2 was written and uh, drawn by Jeff Lemire for Image Comics, and it's a great story. If you guys haven't seen it or checked it out, it's worth checking out. Uh, there's weird when it came out, too. Like, there's a plague that got brought onto the world and it changed the children. It killed a lot of uh, adults, but changed and affected a lot of kids. And they became, I don't want to say, like hybrid animals is the best way to put it. It's really good. It's I love the show. I've probably seen like, I'm almost done with the show. So by the time season two comes out, I'll definitely be caught up. Hopefully the dude that has no time, but um, I should be there. Uh, I'm in on that one. Next one's going to be AMC's interview with the Vampire series finds its Lestat. I'm a sucker for Anne Rice and her writing still. Uh, so AMC cast Sam Reed in the lead role of Lestat the Lion Court for its interview with the Vampire television series based on the novel by Anne Rice. Um, I don't believe I've seen Homeboy before. But he came out on Mad Men, The Sopranos, Game of Thrones, Sex in the City, Six Feet Under, Deadwood, and Boardwalk Empire. If you guys know that name, I Googled him a long time ago. But um, yeah, I forgot what Homeboy looks like. I just, if it's on AMC, hopefully they put out a good show. I love Interview with a Vampire, with Magnus uh, creating and, and making, uh, turning Lestat into a vampire and one of the most powerful vampires, especially at the time. Next one is going to be Ben Affleck and John Bernthal reportedly returned for The Accountant 2. Uh, another good movie that I think was underrated in my opinion. Uh, it was a great movie, uh, worth checking out. Uh, part two I'm on board with as well. Their brother of contracted killers. I mean, that, what's not good about that? All right, let's continue. Oh, my God. Oh, do I want to talk about this one? Officials confirm gun. Alec Baldwin fired on set contained live rounds. Okay, this came out a while ago. Um, and I there are so many what the fucks in that article and story. And I haven't read anything since. And I probably jotted these down when it came out. 
Uh, he was on the set of his movie and working conditions, the people that were supposed to take care of props and ammunition. Someone fucked up somewhere, and a lot of people fucked up in so many ways uh, that someone passed away is insanely terrible. Uh, so I'm very curious as far as the detective part of Josias, uh, how that that turns out. Um, crazy stuff. All right, let's see what else we got. Uh, okay, here's an interesting one. Blue Beetle title role, casting confirmed at the Suicide Squad's red carpet. So if you guys are familiar with uh, the Blue Beetle, he's going to be a Hispanic uh, kid that was introduced in the New 52, oh my god, in about 2008-12, I want to say. And it's a retelling of the DC characters for the most part. And if you guys are fans of Cobra Kai, the kid um, Miguelito uh, is going to be, uh, Jolo Mariduena is going to be Blue Beetle. So pretty cool about uh, that. Pretty stoked about that, especially because I've interviewed a homeboy before and he's a down-to-earth kid. So so that's really cool. Still on DC, the Batman's long-awaited second trailer has arrived. By now, I think there's a teaser for the third one. But it's really – it looks really good to me. I didn't know how I felt about um, the kid, the sparkling vampire kid. Um, but I, I like it. The trailer looks great. Catwoman looks dope. And, and I'm very curious about that. All right, let's see what else we got. Hawkeye Marvel reveals Disney plus premiere date with a new photo. This came out a while back. This is going to start on November 24th. So the week of Thanksgiving for the most part is, uh, Hawkeye is going to be dropping. It looks great already. Um, I love Hawkeye. I love Kate Bishop and her as Hawkeye. I always dig on. So very cool. Next one's going to be, huh? let's see what we got. Here you go. Oscar Isaac says Moon Knight was the biggest challenge of his career. Uh, I love Moon Knight. He's a Marvel character. Uh, Oscar Isaac's going to play him. I think I'm so intrigued and dig this character so much because he's got a multiple personality disorder. And I guess the uh, proper way to, to put it is he's got a disassociative identity disorder. Um, and he's a great character. Kanshu, he meets in Egypt. And I know this sounds weird. It's not going to make sense right now. But when you guys watch the show... Um, he becomes, uh, for the most part, a Batman that kills. And I think that's why I love this character so much. And the aspect, they're going to have to tackle this one with the mental health disorder aspect of it. I'm very intrigued and curious how they're going to pull off. But it's Marvel. I do trust them. I saw Shang-Chi last night. Uh, I dug it. And uh, the fight scenes were were awesome. It felt more like an action movie over a superhero movie, so I'm completely cool with that, too. All right, what else? I believe that's it. Um, yeah, let's close that out. All right, guys. <clears throat> so my comic reviews this week are going to be a little weird because uh, I wanted to save more spookier stuff. Again, for October, and I haven't read anything in a while, honestly, and I wanted to... to uh, uh, read Scott Snyder and Greg Capullo's Oh Demons Are Here or Demons Are Within Us or something like that from their new um, from their new company 
but I didn't have time to do that. So what I did read and wrote and reviewed are going to be uh, two, an artist and a writer, and actually even an inker that are back-to-back stories. Now, the first review I'm going to go through is um, their newest drop, and this one was really interesting. All right, so this one is going to be an image comics title. This is going to be called Middle West Number One. I've been wanting to read this for the longest time, so to finally find some time to jump in, read, write, explore this world is, first of all, beautiful to look at. And second of all, the way it's written is fucking sad. And uh, this is what it is. The story starts off in the town of Middle West. And it starts off with the little kid's inner monologue. The wind is so violent here. I hate it. Sometimes I feel like it hates me. Again, the visuals are just beautiful. Uh, As we see this kid in what looks like this sort of farmland. And we see this kid running through the field. And he has tears in his eyes for the most part. And he's crying. The narrative goes off. As he comes across this giant tornado creature, so again, the, the monologue I just read, uh, it's it's a tornado, and it's it's a giant tornado, and its arms are like whirlwinds, and it's, it's just a beautiful visual, gnarly fucking visual, but it's very cool, as it looks to call his name, Abel, go away, Abel, as his inner monologue goes off again. Sometimes I think it's just going to pick me up and blow me away. As this whirlwind hand smashes down on the kid as it calls his name again. And when he wakes up, he wakes up now in his bed, but wakes up to his dad yelling at him for oversleeping. And then we get this odd flip to this story. So the dad's upset, yelling at the kid for missing his paper route with uh, the alarm clock in his hand. The dad throws it across the room and it breaks a framed picture of the family, the dad, uh, the wife, which we're going to go into, and the kid. And it's just the dad now continuing to chew him out. Um, and I've been trying to lean away from the direct dialogue from, from titles recently, but in instances like this one, I kind of really want to give some some more context to the story so i can describe as much as i can but um the the narrative is is this so the dad's pissed off yelling at him and this is direct you said you were ready for this job and the responsibility that goes along with it i was I, i mean i am then why are you in here arguing with me for hours after the papers were supposed to have been delivered because i made a mistake one that i've only made twice in the past five years i've been delivering papers that's too, too many. I wake up every single day at 4.30 in the morning and do this job. And the only time you seem to even notice is the few times I mess up. So the kid's fighting for his part. Welcome to the fucking world, kid. Where we all work hard and no one gives a uh, gives a, us a cookie at the end of the day. Now, if you're done putting yourself on, on, the back, on, on the back, you can wipe that scowl off your face and get your ass out there and do that job you think you're so good at. So the dad just ripping into him. And I get it. Look, I don't have kids, and I guess I get it. Uh, my sister and I have this connection where it's like, all right, if I ever have kids, 
chew them out, like discipline them, talk to them it is what it is. Not, you know, and I don't have to yell at them, but it's, it's, again, this story is very gnarly and very harsh at times. So th this is what this panel looks like so far. So now we see the dad grabbing the kid by his shirt, pulling him up towards him. And this is why I said, this is fucked up. And see the kid's eyes huge and bulgy, but it ends there as the kid finally gets let go and he continues his, his right, his route now. So now as he soon heads out, as soon as he heads outside, he's greeted by a fox, of all things, sitting on his papers to be delivered. I know it's kind of weird, kind of random, but as the story progresses, it's going to make sense with the fox, uh, which turns out happened to be his friend. So this fox that helps him on his on his newspaper route now. So this fox is also able to talk. So again, after they both bicker and, and as friends back and forth, they get deeper on the route. And the kid starts freaking out because there was a huge wind gust that shoots and they get, they get hit with. And all of his newspapers get blown away. So he's freaking balls. And this kid just can't catch break. I feel fucking bad for this kid, dude. So he starts trying to gather whatever's left of uh, his newspapers. He comes across his friends from school that are ready to hang out and head out for the rest of the day. But he is late for his paper route. So now they're like, dude, let's go out. Let's go hang out. And the kid is like, fuck, I can't. I have to finish this. The fox says, you should go. Dad will kill me if I don't deliver these papers and get home. You can't deliver papers you don't have. And this is the argument between the fox and, and the kid. Besides, I think these people will survive a day without hearing about how their cottage cheese might slowly be killing them. You're right. Screw it. So, again, this interaction with the fox and this kid. And then, <laughs> I, this is just my own writing here. Do you ever remember being a kid and having a really dumb friend? And I know that sounds fucked up. But this is me being real right now. Everyone, listeners, friends, people, everyone listening. Again, think about when you were a kid. Maybe you were the dumb friend and you didn't know it. But if you weren't the dumb kid... Do you ever remember having a friend that was, like, dumb? And I know that sounds terrible, but, like, wasn't the best thinker or sharpest tool in the in the shed? Um, and this is one of the friends he has. The kid kind of gets pulled in for a ride that, you know, makes you look stupid for going along with. And this kid definitely follows his friends. So these kids go into a liquor store and start stealing a bunch of stuff in the store. So the owner of the shop, of course, knows it's a small fucking town and every kid gets caught. Now, after they get caught, he calls all of their parents and they're waiting outside little by little, one by one. Each kid is getting picked up by their parents. And the last kid to get picked up is this kid, Abel. And when Abel's dad finally arrives, we get another fucked up outcome. Um, as they get home, the dad yells, where do you think you're going? Inside, to go to bed. No, you're not. You're, you're sleeping out there. And the way it's written and drawn, you can see so much 
uh, emotion in the way the art is conveyed. Um, and, and it's beautiful. And, and fucked up, again, more than anything. But it's very powerful and very strong. So it's just very heavy dialogue. And, and it comes to play where I encourage anyone just read this. Find this. Um, there's a great such a back and great back and forth between the the kid Abel and the dad. After the dad kicks him out, he says, "Save it, big man. I don't give a shit. This is why mom left you. You're pathetic. You think she left me? Your mom and me were good. She loved me. This is the dad telling the kid. She was. We were fun. But then you came along, and she realized she wasn't cut out for the whole parenting thing." It was too much. And the kid answers. Abel says, what are you saying? The dad answers back. I'm saying that your mom didn't leave me, Abel. She left you. And again, just like reading it. And I know it sounds fucked up. And it is fucked up, guys. And it's it's, it's weird. But it's good. So this goes on. Abel finally simple, simply answers back. Fuck you. With no more back and forth. You know. The dad finally smacks the kid but as and i don't condone any of this shit like i don't um so the dad smacks the kid but as he does so it's it's weird and interesting to see the the dad starts turning into this giant whirlwind tornado monster that we saw in the beginning of of the issue so Zabel is now scared shitless. The fox is now trying to tell Abel, let's get the fuck out of here. Like, let's try to outrun it. Let's make it to the train. We gotta book it. And if you, the visuals again, it's beautiful. And you see how, you see this giant tornado creature and, and they're, they're booking it. So, and it, the pages and spreads again are beautiful intense and fucked up but again so good the only downfall now is once abel finally makes it to and lands on this train he somehow gets stabbed or impaled punctured by by his by this creature that this monster's finger and he kind of stabs him and it's weird as as it happens there's this panel where there's almost a sadness to to the creature now and and that's how issue number one ends and with the kids in her monologue the one is so violent here i hate it sometimes i feel like it hates me like it might just pick me up and blow me away all right, guys. Um, I think the neighbors are getting loud. Uh, I had a second review. I wanted to keep this show as short as possible, especially because I got to figure out sound quality and like, okay, how can I cut the neighbors out uh, with uh, so much going on? And and again, the process of recording is interesting and hard sometimes, but uh, it's something I like doing. It's been a while. I miss you guys. I honestly fucking love you guys. I, I love shooting the shit. Uh, hopefully this is a, a review you guys like and we'll find out. And I'm sorry I did not mention who uh, it was. So the writer of this one is an artist, a, a dope artist. If you guys are familiar with any of the more so Marvel, um, I guess, 
kid or baby looking um, art pieces, it's Scotty Young. Scotty Young is the uh, writer. He's normally a, a an artist. He is an artist, but he wrote this one, and George Corona is the artist in this one. The art is visually beautiful and gorgeous, and uh, Jean Francis uh, Bulio, I believe, is the, the inker, um, the colorist. It's worth checking out, guys. Uh, yeah, I miss you guys. I Again... Find me, subscribe to me in the Comic Syndicate and anywhere you can find podcasts. iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, anywhere. Uh, I'm going to work on the sound next week. So I want to, you guys are going to get a deep dives and rabbit holes soon. And yeah, I'll, I'll catch you guys soon if I don't catch you guys. Thanksgiving's coming up. You're going to get a deep dives and rabbit holes before Thanksgiving. I just want to let you guys know. I don't know what your guys' beliefs are. Happy holidays to all of you. Be safe. Uh, the holidays are here, so take time to let people know you care about them and you miss them. Uh, whatever your beliefs are, again, happy holidays. Be safe. I'm going to catch you guys in time for uh, Christmas season, I guess. But um, the month of uh, October, I'm sorry, December for sure. But um, yeah, have a great Thanksgiving and don't. Don't look at anyone differently. Just be nice and kind to people during the holidays. Like, try that out and let me know how you guys feel about that. I know it sounds weird and I don't want to be that guy, but um, yeah, I miss you guys. All right, I'll catch you guys soon enough. Peace out.